baby. We love our Nebraska Cornhuskers. Are you from Nebraska? I am. Yes. I uh, currently live in St. Louis though. So a little different, but still in the Midwest. So nice. Digging it. Where, where are you from? Uh, Minneapolis. So I am from Waconia, which is like a smaller town, like 45 minutes west of the Twin Cities, but am in Minneapolis right now. So. Okay. Very nice. Josh tells me uh, you play sports. I did. I have played sports or I've always made the joke that I like came out the womb playing volleyball, but I've played sports um pretty much my whole life up until when I guess I was done with college um came from like a family of athletes both my parents played um collegiate sports and then my two older sisters also played collegiate sports um so I decided to be very different and play collegiate sports (laughs) but um yeah played played volleyball pretty much like Honestly, as long as I can remember or have been going to like my sister's volleyball games. Um, and then I did track in high school as well, but played volleyball at Drake where I went to college um, for four years. And then, yeah. So dabbled, dabbled in athletics, you could it's say. Nice. Very nice. You know, us uh, Nebraska boys, we love volleyball. We're all for yeah, it. Yeah, seriously. We are all for it. Um Drake is that in is that in Des Moines yes it is Bulldogs (laughs) yeah (laughs) which honestly like looking back I don't know I didn't have like I didn't really want to necessarily like stay close to home when I was thinking about college um but I was obviously like trying to find a good balance of like a good school Josh, you got your wine. <laughs> I do have my wine. It, it do you, is have, do you have some wine over there, Daniel? I don't. I still have the Celsius that I cracked open at like 2 p.m. This is wine club. Very nice. Um. Well, you said we usually have like a beer or wine, and I figured you were just throwing the or wine in there to make me like feel inclusive. But... No, absolutely not. <laughs> we actually mostly drink wine on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wine podcast. You are an avid wine drinker. Um. Uh oh, lost my train of thought. Oh, but yeah, when I was thinking about where I like wanted to go to college, it wasn't necessarily in Iowa, believe it or not. Shocker. No, okay, um, okay. But I was like trying to find a good mix of somewhere where I like volleyball was competitive, but that like a level that I like could play at. Um, and then mix of school. And I went and like visited Drake, um, because it was like smaller D1 um went and visited really liked the girls like the campus like school seemed like it had um a really good like they have like a 98 percent rate of employment out of like college which is like crazy um it's an interesting statistic I, like, I don't know how to break that down like are a lot of people coming out of college unemployed is that no no like crazy. I think prior I don't know no like prior to graduation <laughs> prior to graduation I don't know if they like I'm trying to think about where they got the data. Like, I don't remember doing a survey, but maybe I did in class or something about like, if you have a job offer, yes or no. And like, I I think a super like high percent, like I honestly want to say it was like 98 something. That's impressive. um, Have like a job offer, like a job lined up, like at or prior to like graduation, Um, which honestly, I felt like a lot of colleges I visited didn't like 
or maybe Drake just pitched it really well about like bridging the gap between like school and like working. Um, like they talked about bringing in a lot of like employers and career fairs and stuff like that. And like really advocating about like making those connections. Cause I feel like a lot of other colleges just like you finish school and they're like, good luck. Have figure fun. it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, True. That was one thing that like drew me to Drake, I guess. But did your, did, did your major have anything to do with it? Cause I know they have a good program for what you did, but did that yeah, play no. before? You just got lucky. Not at all. Like I went into so <laughs> you'll or I maybe we'll say later on, but I feel like I have a super like diverse amount of interests or that like I don't know, it's kind of all over the place that like originally if you would have asked me like my junior year of high school, I probably would have told you I was gonna look to go to college somewhere for like veterinarian school. And then the more I thought about it, I was like and that was primarily based because I like really like animals, but I am like not a science person. And so I was like, okay, the more I thought about it, like that's going to involve a lot of science. And like, I can probably get my fill of like animals through like volunteering at a shelter or something like that and not have it be my entire occupation. Um, so then I was just kind of thinking about like what other things I was like good at. Um, and I was always like super strong in math. And so I honestly like wasn't looking for a major necessarily. I think I was just math right away. Um, and then I did like my first, my freshman year was just like open enrolled in the mathematics, like, or like the arts and sciences college. Um, and then after a year, I mean, you just take like generals your freshman year anyways, but then after a year, I just was like, okay, like, what are we actually going to do? Like we need to narrow that down a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started thinking kind of like, what can you do in a math sense? And I either I feel like goes like the physics engineering route or the like business route. Um, and engineering physics was also not my thing. And so I was like, okay, let's do something in business that's related to math, which I feel like most people think accounting. And I was like, I do not want to do accounting. Mm, um, yeah and then I don't know the more I like knew so I graduated with a degree in actual science um but the more I like heard about the major um heard about like it seemed like it was a in a high demand like job it seemed like it was a tough like area of practice which I felt like was a good option to pick because then if I like went into it and didn't like it I could kind of fall back onto either like data analysis jobs or something that's like not like easier but you know what I mean that like that opens a lot of doors versus being super specific and like what I wanted to study I guess yeah um, but yeah like like Josh said it turned out like coincidentally like Drake has a really strong actual science program compared to like a lot of other schools in the country so Nebraska is better just want to throw that out there for yeah everyone. okay much Whatever. better much better program <laughs> oh, it's more well-rounded let's put it that way sure but um yeah it like coincidentally worked out that they had a really great program there um and I just like didn't know I wanted to do that until I was there and it worked out that they had a major for it so um that was nice <laughs> yeah and like it's actually Des Moines is super um insurance heavy like there's a lot of insurance like providers that are not like headquartered there, but like that's pretty much like a lot of the big buildings like Travelers, 
principal, I think is all kind of maybe honestly had headquartered in Des Moines, mm -hmm. which that made me worried that I was going to get a job offer in Des Moines yeah. out of college. Because I was like, <laughs> uh -oh. well, so that was the thing. Like I loved Drake. It had like a nice small school feel to it. I mean, honestly, it is very small, but um, if I could like pick it up and not put it, put it not in Iowa, that would be amazing because yeah, I'd, you would have had to offer me a lot to stay in Des Moines because there's kind of just like nothing there. Yeah. It's small. It reminds me of Omaha a lot, but like just yeah. a little bit like less chaotic. I don't know. There's not as much going on, but it's still like similar size lifestyle. Yeah. And like when I was looking that was something important too, that as I was like visiting colleges that I like wanted to go somewhere that wasn't going to be like, you're going to the same restaurant or going to like the same place, like kind of middle of, but fuck nowhere, you know, right. like mm -hmm. I wanted to go somewhere that at least had a little bit of a city feel to it. And actually like Des Moines had a lot of stuff to do and was super young, um, like workforce wise. So, um, that was nice that we were like, not in a really small college town but yeah yeah you have a big city at your disposal also we don't cuss on this podcast danielle so we're gonna have to bleep that out so just watch my language a little bit thank you my also bad. uh josh <laughs> real quick we totally just jumped right into it introduce yeah. danielle and like kind of <laughs> I will. I will. dynamic on how why she's on the show so if you couldn't tell, uh, Danielle is an actuary. We met at work. We started about, what is it, a year and a half ago, um, an actuaries yeah. as Deloitte. Um, we'll get into what an actuary is later for all you guys who are really just dying to know, but it's a really exciting a riveting, career. Field. Riveting, riveting yeah. career. <laughs> so yeah, that's Danielle. That's how we met her. Al, if you want to give her a little context on why she's on the pod today, let her know. Yeah, Danielle, so um, about, was it January, Josh? We started this podcast mainly yep. to... Um, reach all of our friends that have moved across the United States for their jobs and just kind of, I mean, Josh and I live in separate cities, so just kind of keeping in touch and letting all the boys in, we bring them on, uh, just to chat and everyone listens. So yeah. we're like, all right, once we get through some of our friends, like we want to bring on like people we work with, like just kind of branching out our, our network here and making new friends. So <laughs> build some um, horizons. Josh, yeah. I like how you led that with. Like she's somebody I work with and not like she's, she's a close friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be fair, we are close friends now. And, uh, You're uninvited we, for Friendsgiving. We do have Friendsgiving this weekend. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, actually, funny story with that, Daniel. I'm glad you're making the green beans because when I offered to make that, I was going to do my recipe that I did last year, which was like three green bean cans that I put in a little pot and heated it up. So there was a stick of butter good. in there. Yeah, that stick of butter. That does not count as like a casserole though. That's just green beans. Yeah, you got to throw breadcrumbs on it I just something. said green beans. What are you bringing this year? I'm doing mashed potatoes and okay. gravy. So actually the hallmark of a Thanksgiving meal when you think about it. I was going to say, I mean, that's a very actually important role. So maybe don't just like put some potatoes in a can. Yeah. A this can will this will make or break this Friendsgiving. I know. I can't wait. I, I know how important the gravy is. It's I know true. it's like the centerpiece. Like you put gravy on everything if you're someone like me who just douses their plate in gravy. So I'm taking it incredibly seriously. You don't have to, you don't have to worry. We're good. We're covered. Um, It was funny. Actually, Josh, I the day before like Eric sent that text or something saying like we should do Friendsgiving what's everybody gonna bring or whatever I like saw a TikTok on I've been weirdly kind of into like baking 
recently. I've made okay. some bagels that have turned out some, well. Some and bagels? Say that like with your you, Minnesota like, accent. Like you, start, you started with the dough, like. <laughs> yeah, like, and, like actually with yeast and like everything from scratch. Um, everything but? Yeah. And Hell everything yeah. but bagels. Hell yeah. I know. So you're Is serious. that the name of it? Yeah, well, it's like it's the that seasoning is- they put on it. Like yeah, it's a bunch okay. of different stuff, but the like it's just everything but bagels sounds wrong when I say. Yeah, it. I know it does. And when you use but, it in a sentence, yes, I have. I did buy that and sprinkled that over the top. So I had that. I made cin- cinnamon sugar ones as well. But anyway, so Bomb. I've like weirdly been like let's let's bake apparently, and okay. I saw a TikTok on making like dinner rolls, and I had all the ingredients to make them, and I was like, oh, like if those turn out good, that's something easy I could like bring. And so I was like, I'll make rolls, and then like I was like, well, I should probably give them a trial run before this weekend and i did them like two days ago like monday night and they were terrible oh. like the dough, <laughs> trial and error yeah i know the like the dough didn't rise or something and they did yeah they did not turn out well so we will be bringing hawaiian rolls <laughs> perfect those are so that good I totally yeah. hawaiian rolls are great myself. Yeah. are you, you just baking them are you just baking them or are you putting anything in them like filling them up with anything or Am I am I supposed to? No. <laughs> what, Hawaiian rolls what, are delicious by what themselves. Do you I'm fill, just what do you put in a Hawaiian roll, Josh? Oh, have you what seen you those Manny commercials? They got their little like you know they make little sliders out of these things. I didn't know if she was going. Oh to slide yeah, yeah. Oh, or... I, you have to have you have to have like a, just a regular bread. You can't have everything be like super fancy. You're well, so what right. I what I like Simple to do is, is I'll, I'll I'd take your Hawaiian roll and then whatever everyone else is bringing I would put it in like someone brings yeah. ham hawa- ham and Hawaiian rolls yeah. amazing actually a hot take I'm a ham put some guy turkey in them? yeah I I am also a ham guy I'm not gonna lie guy. I feel like I've always taken turkey out of like moral obligation that it's Thanksgiving and that's what you're supposed to do but like my family actually has had this debate about like what you would vote off of the thanksgiving table and a Ooh. lot of people's vote if we're not going to be judged is like turkey yeah that's crazy because it's a and hallmark but it's also why, like why do you I think that is like i feel like it's hard to make a turkey that like it you is. take a bite and you're like wow <laughs> like yeah. that's well, good turkey like it's i just... more just think i have had i feel like well-made turkey i just like everything else like so much better that yeah. like or even like I would say in general, I'm not a big like, not like meat person, but I'm not a big like chicken slash turkey person. Like if there is, if, if we're going to Chipotle, I'm picking like steak yes. or pork. Mm-hmm. Like my last actually yeah. option would be like chicken and slash turkey. So I feel like in general, that is not like a food that I would reach for. So I just like everything else before that. You don't like opinion. birds. You like the you don't, you don't like birds. Meats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a bird girl. I'm a cow a girl. Girl. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like cows. <laughs> I like cows and our ham and our little piggies. Okay, mm-hmm. I got a little dark there. But uh Sad. <laughs> anyways, glad we discussed Thanksgiving. What are you drinking actually? Because I've what kind of wine are we bringing? This is a know. this is a Savion Blanc, um, Winking Owl uh, from Aldi, retail three dollars fifty cents a bottle. I got nice. oh, mine's only three ninety nine. It's a little oh, more expensive. Oh yeah, Dang. yeah. Dang. 
<laughs> is that the Trader Joe's cheap stuff? Yeah, that's the Charles Shaw three same, buck same truck, stuff. baby. Same stuff. It's the good dude. stuff. But the what stuff? wine do you pair with a, a Thanksgiving meal? Red wine. Red, no, it's a it? Cabernet. It's oh, a you're going that thick? You have to? Okay. I feel like a dinner, like more of a formal dinner, is usually red wine. Like okay. white wine more is paired with like appetizers and like, I mean, we can have both. If we I'm get there both. early, I'm we can pregame the dinner. Yeah. 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 Make, I'm make, not make sure you chill the white wine, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling my red wine. Too, leave the no, leave the red that's, at room. That's weird. That's a hot take. That is a hot take. You no, know, I went to a wine tasting a little bit ago, and the lady said, "Do what makes you happy, and if it tastes good and you're enjoying it, that's what you do." Like, you know like I'm people, saying, people yeah. you're the type of guy that would put an ice cube in his like red wine, and I, <laughs> I would just be like, "What are you doing?" All I'm saying, yep, Josh, is, is if you went to Italy, the home of wine. Mm-hmm, and ask mm-hmm. them for some ice they would deport you back wow. here 100 percent. oh god they Could would they, they would be like you no, are not dude. welcome you cannot have wine or ice in wine. <laughs> that's tough that's tough they would call you a stupid american yeah they, they, would. they definitely would and i would have no shame doing it too i'd be like where's the ice in this you gave me <laughs> wine with no ice what's going on here you guys like your beverages warm it's ridiculous that's true. I could I could see you standing firm in your beliefs. Yeah, but anyways, Danielle, we hinted at you're an actuary earlier. What? Because yeah. I'm also an actuary, but I, I sometimes struggle with this conversational piece when I talk to people. What do you tell people in like a quick conversation when they ask you what you do and then you say actuary and then they say, oh. What's that? What's <laughs> that? Um, it depends so I feel like you always start with like an explanation and if you still get like a stare of like I have no idea that still does not give me any ideas then you kind of like backtrack so Mm -hmm. I feel like the most high level answer I'll give is like (laughs) is like no what (laughs) when you say high level it just makes me think of work way too much that's just the most corporate (laughs) word I've ever heard and it's 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 coming into my vernacular now I say it all the time I hate it I say that all the time before work Oh, really? I actually feel like we've had this conversation that you were like high level. I've never heard that before work. Yeah. That's like, that's like athlete terminology too. You got to play the highest level. True. True. Um, But anyways, no, I feel like at the, at the highest level or easiest way to describe, to describe it, I just will be like, it's business math. That's as, that's as basic as I'll get. Okay, if I like that one. I'll like go a little bit more detailed. I'll tell people that it's like insurance math. And yeah, then I hate doing that one though, because then I just get like, oh, okay. yeah, insurance. I'm turning thumbs down. You just, <laughs> you just lost me. You said insurance. I'm turning around. And yeah, math. That, that does lose a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if if I'll go even more, I'll just be like, or I'll give like a scenario of like, you know, the premium that you pay for insurance, like there's a bunch of math behind that mm-hmm. or like forecasting. It's all math. Yeah, that's that's me. That's pretty much that's as much. That's usually the conversation ends there. Pretty much once yeah. you say the I word, people are like checked out. They're like, yeah, they're if you're going to if you're going to lead with the I word, you should follow it with like another word that's like a lot more interesting, like insurance scientist or like. Well, something so like the the thing, scientists, like, what? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With like 
the major being actuarial science, everybody immediately goes to like science. Yeah, and then you're yeah. like, no, I do nothing with science. And I then do I not also, use beakers. <laughs> it should be, yeah, it should be like, I, yeah, I do not wear a white coat. Yeah. Um, it should actually be like renamed as actuarial mathematics, I feel like would be better. Not that yeah. that would like help people look at us and be like, you're not a nerd. But I feel like that would get people on the better mindset. Because when you yeah. say actual science, they're like, oh, science. And you're like, no, not yeah. science. Math. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, but I agree with yeah, that's usually yeah. that's usually what I'll lead with. But I honestly think if you like asked my sister what I do, I don't think she could tell you, even though I've explained it to her like a million times. But like she was also one of those people that like avoided math with the hardest passion and cried at the sight of any word problem. So anything related to math, she checks out. So that's but. me. <laughs> yeah that's fair you, i'm pretty sure half my Alex? friends have no idea what that is still so in college i did supply chain management and i got into sales for a beverage distributor here in st louis nice so what what beverage distributor it's called summit distributing like it's not like nationally known it's just in st louis so um they do alcoholic beverages from like molson coors uh, Mark Anthony brands, Constellation brands, which is like your Corona, Modelo, White Claw, Truly, nice. all that stuff. Do you stuff, get so. discounts? <laughs> <laughs> no, on uh, occasion I do get some free beer, so I'll t I'll, I'll take what I can nice. get. I'll I'll use that uh, benefit of the job. Nice. But yeah, so I've been doing that the last year and some change, so year and a few months. And you've liked it? Yeah, I I love the people I interact with. Um, it's really cool just meeting new people. That was like a reason why I went into sales as opposed to like sticking in like a more operations or supply chain role. Yeah. I just liked talking to people, meeting new the people, people facing building relationships. I, I, you know, I'm still interested in like the behind the scenes stuff of like what makes mm -hmm. everything run, but I didn't really, you know, a lot of that went into like my math skills. I'm like, I don't really think, yeah. you know, my, I'm not as valuable in here, like making things click than I am like out there selling True. stuff. So it's great to know yeah. the background, but it helps even more in a sales role. So um, yeah, for sure. I feel like honestly, that's what, when I was like, learn more obviously about like actual science and like kind of what you could do with that. They, I, and I should really, I talk about this enough. I should go find it. But like in one of my classes, like the first class we had to take when you, first like picked that major was pretty much like what is an actuary 101 it was like a zero credit class and it just like mm -hmm. explained like the practice and kind of different areas you can go into and like what typical like pay is and all that jazz um and they had like a little like four by four quadrant of like different areas that you could go into with an actual science like degree and it was like travel on one axis and then like personability on another and like consulting was in the corner of like travel and personability and like the opposite was like working insurance. for state farm or something yeah, yeah just like, straight insurance that there was kind of a bunch of different aspects to it and so i being outgoing and talkative probably very similar to josh it's probably why we're in the same job role yep. um like knew i had that like mathematic brain side of me but also like in a lot of my classes, you probably want to hang out with a lot of those people or like maybe like <laughs> one or two, like they're just not very like 
talkative or personable, which like is fine. I mean, you need every type of person in the world. But I like knew working wise that like sitting in a cubicle and crunching numbers and talking to like really boring people, I was just gonna like die. So when like consulting had a lot more of like a personability side to it, I was like, okay, I feel like that's where I would fit in well. Um, and it was actually really funny, like, or intimidating, like applying for Deloitte, because I knew a lot of my classmates that were like, the absolute like Einsteins of our class that were also applying. And I was like, oh my God, if they're applying, like, I'm not even gonna be close. So I was like, super surprised to hear back because I knew like, a lot of the other Drake kids that were super smart and were applying. But I mean, like, in retrospect, thinking about it, and like being at Deloitte, I could see why like, they may not have been the best selection. Like, yeah, they may have been a lot smarter than I was, but like, they cannot hold a conversation or like, mm. do the like teaming aspect that you have to in consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, because right yeah. away, I was just like, yeah, I was like, I don't know why they hired me. But sure, I'll be here and like, yeah. happy to take the job. But I was like, super actually, like, excited to meet a lot of our group of actuaries at Deloitte, because I think being an actuary and being in like all of those classes with people that are usually like pretty, pretty big duds, like going, going into work being like, okay, you're probably going to still have a couple of those people. But like a lot of our group is super social, like loves to go out like Josh, for example, (laughs) loves to go out, like loves to talk and like is definitely not the stereotypical like actuary. Um, So it was nice to like meet, other people that were like me (laughs) so on on that can you can you two both like paint a picture of like a stereotypical actuary like when you think of like a finance bro what do you think of like like tuxes what's an actuary bro like i don't like what what is what is actual? yes like each of you like pitch, pitch out adjectives like bow tie glasses really like like that... they they call it the nerdier version of an accountant so like any stereotype you have for an accountant think more think antisocial that, but like yeah i would say there's somebody that like has very this sounds so mean but has like <laughs> friends. there's like, some good action runs, runs in a small group like it's yeah, a stereotype super, like, obviously socially awkward yeah um super smart like absolute genius but like not always convey their ideas actually i was gonna say not somebody you would want to like have on your trivia team but like maybe they'd be like our course that would know a lot of like for like like, one or two like like categories that might be there obscure ones they would like know but they're gonna be like the person that like comes to trivia and like orders a water and says like two words okay yeah, that's that was pretty yeah. good, Danielle. That was a pretty good picture. Because you guys now, now Danielle, now that I met Danielle, you guys are the only two actuaries I know. So we're a good sample like, size right now. Great. Yeah, yeah, you guys, really you guys cool. set a really good example. <laughs> uh, I think that's a big difference with consulting, though. Like you know, yeah. consulting itself, you have to like. I'm pretty sure the first thirty minutes of the interview is just the like personality part where they don't oh have God, questions. Yeah. You just talk. And like, if you can't get through the 30 minutes of holding a conversation, you're toast, you're done. Yeah. So like, I think that weeds out like 90% and then the resumes do the rest. So that's, I would agree. Yeah. Got. Like in general, 
people that are actuaries are like soup looks so great on paper like they're gonna have all of this like crap probably like chess team champion yeah yeah like all of this stuff but then like in person yeah just robots personability side of it is gonna be a little lacking for sure i'd agree with that but yeah i definitely second that josh i feel like they would not make it super far in interviews because like if you can't break like quiet like i feel like i could talk to a wall probably josh is the same way i do like, talk to walls a you lot put, yeah <laughs> I, do, I have seen that to this guy right here <laughs> that like if you would put me or josh or probably any consultant in general like in a room they're gonna be able to like hold a conversation and be fine yeah. for a while yeah but yeah Hence the hence the podcast here, Daniel. We get tired of talking to walls, so we gotta True. have something. Gotta have other people to talk to. <laughs> yeah. How was how was like your first year though working? I'm sure we had similar experiences, but did you get to the point where you or like were the expectations what you expected coming from actuary? Because I honestly did not have that one on one class. So when I got in the industry, I had no idea what I was getting into. So no, I had no idea what to expect. So I had like zero internships. Um, just because I, so being that I like played volleyball, I had to be in Des Moines all summer to like train. Mm. Um, and so I had, I just like worked at Target one summer and then another summer, it was kind of that awkward, like COVID time period where I was like, okay, I like should probably get an internship. And so I like looked around, um, and the one I ended up getting was for like, the casualty actual society which like wasn't like a company but it's like it's the people that like give us our credentials after we pass exams um and I honestly was more of like a class than it. I I wouldn't call it an internship I mean honestly like I didn't get paid anything and like it was very more like informative than it was like an an internship I guess um and that was the only like experience that I had going into working so I had like never stepped foot in any sort of like corporate American office, like in general working and like working in corporate America was going to be new. And then also like working in actual science was going to be new too, other than like what I had heard other people do through maybe like interviews or alumni or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't think I really had any like expectations going in to the first year. Um I thought, honestly, that I was probably going to be, like, in person more. I don't know. I just thought that I was, from what I heard, too, about consulting, I thought it was going to be a little bit more in person. So, but honestly, I think. I thought I was going to travel a lot, too. So, that was one thing, too, that maybe I just, like, did not do my research. That, well, clearly, the little, like, four-by-four quadrant that I said, like, (laughs) it involves traveling. But I don't think I understood what that meant to an extent because I heard, like, prior to COVID, people were, like, Monday to Thursday, we're like not home. And I think that's not what I thought traveling meant. I think I thought traveling meant like once a month you would be traveling somewhere and not like weekly. Um, So kind of thankful that COVID changed that to be a little bit more. I mean, it sounds like it kind of depends on your project, how much you'll travel, but a lot of the people I've talked to don't travel all that often, which I think probably like a blessing (laughs) because I even remember our first like three weeks like my my first start week was in Chicago 
my second week was in um at du in texas and then my third week was in new york and i remember like coming home after that third week being like okay maybe i don't want to be travels like it was a lot right to just Mm -hmm. i think you forget how much traveling itself is tiring or even just like not being home is tiring um and i think too like right away i had actually like a hard time being mentally focused for like eight hours that and I was like sitting there and I was thinking I was like well when you're in college if you thought about it it, if any like any day of the week you added up like how much you were in class and were actually like cognitively like it was probably like what like three four hours depending on how many classes you had yeah, that's that's At a good most. case scenario. Yeah, and even when you're in those classes, yeah. half the time you're spacing out, just like all right, blah blah blah. We're blah, like, yeah, even in. I guess I was like, wow, I didn't realize in high school how like you were locked in. I guess from like eight to three, which was a long period of time. Yeah, it was. And then you went from into working, which was like nine to five, kind of some around the same or longer, like eight nine hours. I was like. This is this is a lot. Being an adult yeah. is a lot. Like it's a lot. I know. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the my first, biggest like, thing too. Three was weeks that. was, I feel like, overwhelming for sure. Just because everything's new, right? Like every word it seems like people tell you are new. Like, yeah, everything was just a lot right away. Um, so yeah, for sure, definitely. Like the first month was was tough. But again, like I said, I didn't really have like. I didn't know what to expect, which I don't know if that's better or worse, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first, the first year was hard, was, was a lot. I mean, honestly, like there was a lot of things happening. I think like, I think I went from being an athlete, like my whole entire life to not being an athlete. And I think like, mm-hmm. that was a big piece of like who I was and how I worked and how I did like a lot of things in my life so I think navigating that like because I mean it's a big chunk of like my identity who I was so like navigating that in the first year because I think I also was in I was in mergers and acquisitions our like mergers and acquisitions department right away which is known for being like super hardcore in general like I think consulting gets the um like gets the stereotype of being a lot of hours and then M&A on top of that was super hardcore so I think I went from like having this vacancy of time and identity and I just like dumped myself into work into an area that was like super fast-paced and like took a lot in general and so after like a year I was like super super burnt out and that's when I started to like think about like switching into a different area because I was like this is just not sustainable I was like super like I would get up well one I would dread going to work but I would be online for probably like eight to six or seven have dinner be so exhausted go to bed and then wake up and do it the next day and I was like this is terrible Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and just like didn't love the team of people I was around um I think I like really value personal connection with team and people. And it was almost such a fast environment, like fast paced environment that there wasn't time for any of that personal connection. So like, I just wasn't getting like the personal connection I wanted, the work itself, I wasn't super like intrigued by. I was doing like HR within mergers and acquisitions. So just like HR in general has the wrap of being a little bit 
boring. So I was like on a day-to-day basis, I was going through a company's like HR documents and policies and all this stuff. So it just doesn't, yeah, I was like, I'm not super connected to the work. I'm not super connected to the people. And like, I was putting so much time and effort into something that I wasn't getting anything out of. So yeah, after kind of a year, I was like, okay, I need to like actively think about moving into something different because just like staying where I was, wasn't sustainable. Um, and I don't know, Josh, if you've talked about this at all, but being at Deloitte, it's very much, <laughs> not this, but like being at Deloitte is very <laughs> much like fend for yourself, navigate your own career, which I think has its pros and cons. But I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, at the end of the day, if I'm going to stay in this and not make a change, like the only person I can blame about being miserable every day is like myself. So I was like, okay, I need to actively like make connections, talk to people about moving into something different because that's the only way it's going to happen. If I just like, mm-hmm. nobody's just going to randomly come up to me and be like, let's do something different. Um, so yeah, in a very long answer, the first year was say, really a lot hard. to dissect there. <laughs> a lot to dissect. That was a Sorry, good answer. Totally get great story. <laughs> just tell you my it. entire life story, but um yeah I think there was a lot of different like moving pieces happening in the first year like I think a lot of figuring working, it out being yeah. an adult was new yeah like the area I was in was new and I think too right away it takes a while to figure out like if you actually like or don't like what you're doing because it's like is this how it actually always is or is this just like new to me um so yeah a lot of first but I feel like I grew a lot in my first year you kind of like think about your priorities and yeah i don't know definitely, definitely. i was sorry I was that was a say, long answer <laughs> that was a great answer but it did feel like that first year out when we started this podcast i was having an existential crisis like every weekend like dude i want to quit yeah. i want to do something else. <laughs> I, it's good to know that that's just like a normal thing that happens to everyone because you know yeah. we're just figuring it out being behind a desk all day is a lot yeah. we're all going through it guys hang in there yeah well and I, think, yeah. I think the weird thing too that i've realized is like I think when you're in school, right, you're like, okay, I want to have, I want to graduate with this degree. And they're like, okay, take these classes, right? There's like a path that somebody like has set before you. And I think when you start working it for like the first time, at least for me, it felt like for the first time it was like, okay, what do you want to do? Like what, what's your path? Like, what do you, it really is like, make it your own. Right. That like, for the first time I felt like it was almost weird because it makes it it sounds weird saying that it was like the first time I like thought about actually what I wanted. Yeah. But like, I think like throughout college or even like in high school, you just kind of like go through the motions and you kind of do what people tell you to do. Mm-hmm. And then when you start your job, people are like, you could do whatever you want. Like the, it's almost weird. The new sense of like, um, what's the word I'm like for? Oh, like autonomy, like the new sense of independence about being like, if I wanted to quit, and become a bartender tomorrow like the only person stopping me is me like yes it's almost it, it's almost know? like bittersweet like it's sweet yeah. like yeah all right i like it took this for me to realize it but like the bitter part is you're like i just went through four years of expensive education to like get this degree and like i worked hard at it but like let's say like you have a moment you're like all right like what what do i want to do well, right. maybe what you want to do is like a complete 180 from what you right. went to school for. And you're like, yep. oh, shit, 
like, <laughs> like yeah. okay well yeah. I, I i can't go back i'm not going back that that, that right. option is completely off the table so from there right. you're like all right where do we go like yeah you could be a bartender and like bartenders make good money um however like also in the back of my head i'm just like but like i went to school not to be a bartender right. like like i i would have <laughs> right. essentially gone to college for for nothing like i'm just right. like yeah, it was a cool experience. I met like great people, which I wouldn't trade mm -hmm. for the world. Like it, it's worth that money, but like the education you got, I'm just like, all right, what can I show for it now? Right. <laughs> so, uh, it's I funny. It's, it's bittersweet. I think it's one of those things that I at least am a really big like planner. Like I've always been like think one step ahead. And I think your first year out of college you there is there isn't anything to plan for because you don't know what that is so like the idea of like I don't know making making calls like in the moment about what you want to do like for me is super stressful because I like love planning in advance having things figured out and like I remember when we first started we like did this activity with our team and it was like it was called pocket pals I don't know have you ever done it Josh no <laughs> it's it's literally okay we it's do work on little, my team like, it's i'm probably like not supposed to say this because it's like a deloitte thing but whatever it's like this powerpoint about yourself pretty much and it like took me a really long time to like fill out because i was like thinking really hard about it and the partner on my team like people were like okay do we need more time and the partner was like if you need more than five minutes do this like you don't know what you're doing with your life. And I was just sitting there and I was like, you're, like, you're so oh, right. yeah, I'm 22. I don't <laughs> know what I'm doing with my life. My PowerPoint's blank. <laughs> you know, when you start and they're like, oh, what's your five-year career plan? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I you're like, I have no, no idea. Question. I have no idea. But I feel like from talking to different people, it's very much just like, you just do what you think you want to do in the moment and you go from there. And like that in like, looking back will be like oh yeah you how did you get to that spot you made all these calls here and there but like i think it's just in the moment like do what you want to do which is hard because i feel like that changes every second <laughs> yeah that's that's the toughest thing is like not being compulsive with these thoughts because i've had so many just ridiculous thoughts this past year and i'm obviously still working at deloitte so i didn't react <laughs> to any of those impulsive decisions but yeah you definitely just want to like take i don't know just the, you're you're constantly changing we're still at that age where we're like still figuring it out like you said filling yeah. out that powerpoint yeah. it's kind of hard you still don't know well this is like all answers. this is like all first for all of us so like yeah. whatever we're yeah. taking in is just completely first time in the moment there's a lot mm. to soak in right the lessons to be learned i think you don't want to you, you don't want to really. you, you don't want to make any like important business decisions like <laughs> while you're emotional uh, right yeah. Maybe. Like what, when you're under like emotion, when you're under emotions, yeah. you don't want to like snap and make a decision, like cool yourself down, take a step back. It's going to yeah, be all right. I'm an emotional decision maker, sadly, but that's all right. That's neither here nor there. Hey, I'm impulsive, like in the grocery store, but. <laughs> in, <laughs> you're in a little hungry. scenarios, he's, he's impulsive. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, maybe we should change the subject a little bit, Danielle. I think we want to know a little right. more about you, um, outside of work, you know, I know you very well. I know we're pretty good friends outside of work now too, but you know, we kind of want to just 
dive in. We're going to throw you some softballs at first and then we'll a, little, a little deeper on you, but Love it. what's your like ideal, typical weekend, you know, Friday to Sunday, what are you, what are you doing? That's okay. So this kind of segues from our last conversation about, I kind of just do what I want. <laughs> that sounds really bad, but like, whatever I'm feeling that day, I wake up. No, yeah, I do what I, I mean, want. I mean, honestly, like, I think, I think that's so true. Like I mentioned being like an athlete, like I was always on the go pretty much up until I finished college. So like having off weekends with like nothing to do is honestly still like new to me. So I feel like I kind of just like do whatever I want or like, I'm super thankful because my family's all like 20 minutes away. Both my sisters are like 20 minutes away. And then, like I said, my parents are still in um, Waconia, which is like 45 minutes away. And they'll do a lot of things like spontaneously. They'll be like, oh, like come out for the Vikings game. And then my whole family will get together on a Sunday. Um, or like, yeah, I don't know. Friends will be, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like friends are not good at planning in advance. So we'll be like on a random Saturday, it'll be like, hey, let's get together and like go out. Um, so I do kind of like, I don't know, live my free time in the moment. And two, like I've traveled a lot for work in the first week. So weekends have always been kind of just a time to like, recharge and do what I want but I feel like I definitely in an ideal weekend I definitely need like at least a half day or a full day of like nothing and by nothing I mean like no plans that with other people like I need to like do the laundry I need to go grocery shopping like I said I like plan in advance so I need to like go grocery shopping for the coming week I need to like do my laundry I need to clean my room I need to like sit and be a degenerate and watch football for a little bit um or like netflix or whatever it is um or like go for a walk usually if it's a nice day that'll happen but i don't know i usually like coming sadly i know it's gonna be dark and scary um but yeah i feel like an ideal weekend usually has one day of like something fun with family and our friends and then like one day of like chill nothing yeah. yeah i agree with that i remember in college it was like just rapid fire you know it was like thursday friday saturday sunday there was no chill and now i'm yeah. like okay i can go out one day a week and i'm good with that yeah well our, josh in college sunday was our chill day yeah and yeah. like we're like yeah. uh you're you and your friends danielle like we would literally just without notice like doors <laughs> unlocked like we would all, like every day of the week we'd go to someone's house just hang out yeah you so do whatever did. you want. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, Sundays, someone would have NFL Red Zone, and we would all go there for seven hours, just, just doing ho- just doing homework on the couch, just chit chatting, watching football. Yeah, that's yep. what what I miss most about college is like you just walk into someone's house, got football yep. on, everyone's just doing their homework, minding their own business, yep. chit chatting. Those yeah, were good times. Good. Those were the best conversations. Oh yeah, I know. I I like completely agree. Josh, your closet light just turned on. Please tell me that's motion censored or something. It is motion censored. <laughs> Wait. There it is. Okay. Dude, it sucks because like... sometimes I'll like my bed's like right there. So like I will leave that door open and then the light will just keep turning on every time I move when I sleep. You, you know me. me I, I believe in ghosts fully. Yeah. Like I stuff like that. Sure I, I just have to ask. I I second that. I also believe in ghosts. Let's let's oh. break that count down, guys. What, let's go. Do you, we, you believe in ghosts, Josh? Do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely not. I'm a realist. 
let's let's figure really? out why you guys believe in ghosts and get to the bottom of this. Do you want to go okay. first? <laughs> so, I would say, oh, one moment, my roommate's coming back. Maggie, do you want to come say hi on this podcast that I'm filming right now? Josh, you've met Josh. Hey, Megan. Oh, you're gonna have to come closer to me. (laughs) You're You're blurred out. You're blurred. (laughs) What's up, podcast? Hey, Hey, how we doing? Good to see you again. That's my roommate, Maggie. Um, what? Okay, why I believe we're talking about ghosts. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) Megan goes, "What kind of podcast is this?" I feel, um, I feel like for a lot of people it's like there's got to be like a moment like in-person realization where like they feel like they've directly like either seen it or like felt it or... i i don't feel like i have that moment i feel like i am a i'm a religious person so i like believe in the idea of like spirits mm-hmm. and demons Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like if those two exist, they are ghosts in a sense. Like, that is ghosts. Yeah. Um, so, like, that is why I, like, foundationally believe that they're, like, a thing. I don't think I've ever had, like, a an experience where I've been, like, oh, I, like, felt like I had, like, a, like a ghost experience. Yeah. But I've heard some, like, crazy stories from people where it just seems like there's no way that, like, ghosts aren't real. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you've know. heard you've heard some some crazy story. I'm thinking about a few and like this is the only subject that makes my well, eyes water cuz like I believe it so much. Yeah, wow. I have like I've heard people and more like actually positive experiences about spirits, about being like 100%. My like grandma passed away and the night like before I knew she passed away, I just like felt this presence blah blah. blah. So I more like have heard from like real people that i know experiences that have been like positive i feel like i haven't heard like the scary ghost things but i don't know i feel like in so many different and like i like i mentioned i am a religious person but i think in so many different religions there's like evidence of like ghosts and spirits and the belief that they like exist so I feel like if like there's a lot of people that acknowledge that it's real, it's definitely real. I don't know. I yeah, I, I agree I, with that. You know, people just saying that oh they saw something move and that's a ghost. I think we should definitely count that as fact and not fiction. That's no, stuff, it's and it's right deeper there. than that. It's not just like ghost. When you hear the word ghost, it's like it's automatically it's automatic yes you good thank you for doing that it when you hear ghosts it's like automatically like scary like spooky no like Like, scooby-doo i i I do believe that vast majority of ghosts are spirits of people that have uh passed uh most of them being good some of them potentially being demonic like i completely agree okay alec have you seen the nun yeah yes i have um <laughs> i i don't watch scary movies um i don't know if that i came off like i watch scary movies but i don't um but i have seen that one and that one like genuine so i've seen like that one like conjuring like insidious yeah and like out of all of them i don't i don't like enjoy watching scary movies i will watch them yeah but like insidious for me didn't like scare me to the core because i mean like yeah the jump scares and all that it's like scary 
but like the concept of like this ghost world blah blah, blah is enough like far-fetched for me to not actually be like scared about it the nun however and like that series scares me to my core yeah because i feel like it's so real yeah and also like i've always felt at least like from a demon standpoint that like re- like religion and being like religious will save you from demons blah, blah like all that stuff right and then the nun happens in a church and so i'm like there goes my one safe space that i feel like demons can't like tinker well with. i also think that it could potentially like put a target on you because yeah, like the devil the, the devil is trying to get to you it's like. the opposite if you're trying to save yourself from demons you know don't worry like, i have the holy spirit in my soul so they yes. cannot get me you're right okay. if you ever feel That's threatened just like mouth the word like jesus christ or like <laughs> something and it'll it'll just dissipate have some have some have some holy water on hand jesus christ <laughs> Okay, I also I've watched um have either of you watched Supernatural? Is that a series or a movie? Sounds like paranormal. No, it's like a fake it's like a fake series um and it's not it's not like like it's like fictionalish kind of. But it does have a lot of like things uh, that I think like it I think it's rooted in truths of like mythology or like different religions um or like like a devil's trap do you know what like a devil's trap symbol looks like it's like a star with a circle around yeah, it yeah yeah mm-hmm. this see? stuff you see in movies yeah, yeah like it's yeah. like in the corner of some dark cold basement on the ground or something wow. yeah yeah but demons can't get into them because it's a devil's trap wait demon oh like it traps them oh see that i didn't know i whenever i see that yeah. i just i just associate it with evil like i didn't yeah, know so you put I, that in your i didn't know i didn't put that I didn't, up on your wall <laughs> no, that, ooh, give me the heebie jeebies <laughs> <laughs> so josh um, what's it gonna take to get you to admit or kind of just think that you know ghosts spirits this is a thing. look you know here's here's where i'm at okay I'm, i was mostly playing devil's advocate on this because you know i am religious i do believe in that um to a certain extent but at the same time like i don't know what i guess like you say when you associate ghosts i i try to back it up with fact or fiction when i think of religion i think mm-hmm. of faith um so if there's something that you have to have faith in like it's almost intangible right so if we're going mm-hmm. down that whole deep religious path, it's like that's what makes your faith so much stronger is your belief. And that's like what mm-hmm. makes the religion a religion. So, you know, if I'm gonna play the devil's advocate, I'm gonna say ghosts are not real because there's no factual Animal. evidence that supports Animal. this. It's anecdotal, it's not accurate. So that's where I'm gonna leave my argument. Can't really I so guess, change me from you that. you fall into this faucet of people that like seeing is believing like you need something to physically happen in front of you to <laughs> believe like what you're seeing no josh but yeah i need would facts. you play yeah that's i don't like, even trust my like, own eyes could, there's could, things that could mess I could with tell my you... eyes that would make that thing that i just saw unreal but you go into science fact video those are real well, right. like well, I could tell you, I, I could tell you like a first person like encounter just hypothetically, that's not going to be enough for you to be like, yeah, that happened. Like, like it's got to happen in front of your it's, eyes. Yeah, it's got to happen to you. No, that's not true because I believe that Jesus died on the cross, but I don't need 
you know, to see it. I, I, I don't need to see it. I just believe that that happened. That's my belief. However, <laughs> I'm starting to walk. You draw the here. line. I, I'm walking into a trap right here where it's hard to like, I'm just yeah. saying, you know, that's what I believe though. It's not a fact. It's not, you just, proven. You just, it's just what I believe. That you just that need happened. a little more. You just need a little more. So, you know, I Josh, let me ask you a question. Ghosts, it doesn't mean they're true. That doesn't mean they're factual. And I'm going to stand on that ground. Being one Josh, getting tagged. Would you willingly play with a Ouija board? Absolutely. That does not scare me at all. Oh my God. I would never touch that thing. Oh, Fuck. I would do no. all those things. Me and my Thank dad you. used to watch scary movies all the time. Never. And I just. I you are them. inviting demons. You're opening oh. the gates of hell. Demons, yeah. come in here. Screw that. Come into hell. my room. Come sleep no. with me tonight. Enjoy my bed. So we used to go to the cemetery and we played Pokemon Go and you know, we were just kids, so we were just inviting all the demons to come out of their graves. And that sounds a little fucked up right now, but Josh, if you whipped out a Ouija board at Friendsgiving, I think I would actually cry. Like I think I would leave. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Alec? I I don't know. I, know what I'm getting I, I, don't, I don't know if I could watch that. I mean, I'd definitely be like curious i would never play i would never touch it like i it even hurts looking at it but like just like being around just to see if you guys get fucked up that's what would well, you, keep wouldn't, me you wouldn't want to play with me because i would i'd be controlling that ouija because obviously ghosts aren't controlling that thing so i'd be controlling it making i i beg to you differ guys, you'd be in some trouble i beg to differ i i, I think that shit's real okay um, um that's funny <laughs> So I actually did a really interesting project. So I was a Spanish minor in college and one of my classes was uh -huh. on like myths and mythology in like Latin American culture. Oh, that and sounds so awesome. And a project that we did was, and we learned like a bunch, yeah, it was actually really cool. We learned a bunch of different like mythologies based on different like Spanish speaking cultures, like the, um, like chupacabra yeah we're yeah. <laughs> watching that on like the discovery channel scooby-doo no, scooby the episode with chupacabra <laughs> um but one of our projects we like found spanish-speaking people in the community and interviewed them and said like what's a like myth or legend that like you believe or have been told like growing up whatever like in your culture and we uh, um we interviewed this one lady or like I did like a one-on-one -on -one interview with this lady and it she told this story about they about like playing with a Ouija board and a they had heard that like they had gotten like the Ouija board from friends and after they had played like somebody in their family like died and they like didn't think anything of it whatever they went and like played with the Ouija board and she talked about how like when they got they like their mom found out they were playing with it and was i mean in spanish culture people are very religious so i think she was very mad yeah. when she found out and so she was like get rid of it whatever so they like threw it out and they tried to burn it and they couldn't burn it like they tried putting like gas on it and it like they wouldn't burn it um or like it wouldn't burn um and they said that after they like played with it, they one night like woke up and saw like a super, I don't know how to describe it. It was, she basically described it as like a really big, like, like a silhouette. Dark. It was like, no, it wasn't a person actually. It was like 
a blob. Well, I think of like a hellhound, like okay. a really big black dog with red eyes. She was saying there was one night when she like heard something and she like looked outside and on the street outside was this really big like black dog. Um, and like her and her sister were really scared. And then they like tried to get rid of the Ouija board and burn it and get rid of it, but it wouldn't burn. So they ended up like giving it to somebody else. And then that person had something really bad happen to them in their life. Mm. But yeah, that was my project. And I was like, I believe Ouija boards are messed up or cursed. Or I, I feel like it those. openly invites spirits into your life. Just a piece Good of wood. and bad, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But it was actually a really cool project because we took that story then and they actually took our story that we translated into English um and gave it to an art class and then the art class made a piece of art based on like that story so then like at the end of the semester we got to see like our story and an art depiction of like whatever they wanted to create with our story so yeah it was cool they made a really cool like Ouija board I think or something that's like, pretty in... cool that sounds like a fun class to be in yeah and it was it was one we had a really awesome teacher and it was like one of those teachers that would be like actually cared about your well-being and what you we had like mental health well-being days and like she would sit down and be like how's your pregnant sister how are you like she was super yeah, great yeah like she was very very nice nice um she cares love those professors that actually like give a shit about you and your life and not just like getting an a in your class mm -hmm. a lot of those actuary professors were they were just like oh here's the math have fun yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> again that non-personal side that we were talking about yep <laughs> yeah the ouija board. i don't i don't think i've ever even seen a ouija board to be honest i like know what one looks like yeah, from cool. movies from the movies stuff. yeah but like yeah i don't think i physically you like... say, Josh? they're pretty cool <laughs> they're pretty cool they got letters on them they have yeah. yes or no and they have well it comes with like that little piece you know with yeah. the hole in it I'm not kidding, Josh. I think it's ghost, like that's how the ghost sees. If we were answer. at Friendsgiving and people were like, "Let's play with the Ouija board," I think I would leave. Really? I like 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 drugs in high school. You're like you're out of the house, just gone. Be like my mom wouldn't be. like me to do this. I'm got I'm out of here. No, no, okay. I would be more actually. Yes, that was me in high school. I tried to sneak <laughs> out once, and I made it literally to the driveway. I made it like out of my house, but then, like, was so guilty about it, or was so worried I was gonna get caught that. I like didn't leave the driveway. We ended up just like sitting in the driveway because I like couldn't leave. So yes, I was a raised of goody two shoes and still am, but wow. um I will not draw the line at drugs now, but I will draw the line at a Ouija board. I don't mess with that. That is stuff you just don't mess with. 100%. 100%. I I disagree, but I'll have a good time on a Ouija board. That's fun, especially when you got like four different hands on it. Everyone's trying to make their own decisions on that board. You know, you got a lot of different opinions. It's a good time. Yeah, no, I don't. That's all right, though. We can. I don't, we can, I don't fuck with that. We can, we can not <laughs> fuck away. with the Ouija boards. We'll keep that away from you, Danielle. I don't want, I don't want you feeling any uncomfortable at these parties you're going to you know <laughs> I, I say that like that's like a common occurrence yeah like oh they they pull out the ouija board yeah I'm like out of here. that's that's the first option it's crazy people, at the pregame yeah people throw out when like the conversation dies is like hey yo yeah. anybody got like a ouija board <laughs> i would actually laugh my ass off if someone pulled out a ouija board at like a thanksgiving party or something like that that would be so funny 
to me. You're going to pull one out on Saturday and I'm going to have to leave because I get too scared. I I, I bet like 90% of the time, Josh, you're right. Like nothing happens. Um, But I feel like the, the, the circumstances you hear about, it's the 10%. Right. Like, it's like, is there, is that you're just, you're just in the wrong spot. You're just in the wrong spot. Like, I don't know, like, Maybe someone had passed there like hundred oh. years ago, and doggy, puppy, my little dog. He apparently is censored right now. Come on, is closer. That, is that a um um? What kind of dog is he? He is a Bashan Shih Tzu mix. Bashan Shih Tzu. Al's got a little puppy over there too. I do, I do. He's he's too big. He's too big to uh, hold up, but he's a golden retriever. Aw, we love a golden retriever. Such a cutie. He's cuddled up on the couch right now. He shed a lot. What's his name? His name's Louie. Um, he is Louis. nine months, nine months old, and Aww. he does. He does shed. I have to brush him up a lot. He really is he shed a little He does shed. Yeah, his like adult coat is like almost fully in, so he's getting longer hair. A lot of that old air just slips off. Don't don't wear all black. Yeah, You've been that... trying to take him on little doggy dates lately, Al. Um, he goes to the dog park uh, around my apartment, and his his girlfriend right now, her name's Peach. Oh, he's got a little girl. Um, a she's girl. a year old, and uh, she's she's a mutt. She's a deshunned, a deshunned awesome. Chihuahua. Terrier. Are you mix. trying to say dachshund? No, dachshund, like a wiener dog. Yeah, that's dachshund. Oh, what's a dachshund? What? That the word you're saying is pronounced dachshund. How do you spell it? D a u s c h something. You know, the same word. The I, had no <laughs> Dude, I had no idea. I had no idea. Its owner was telling me dachshund, so I I was just riding with what. Wow, so me and this let's, guy are on the same page. Let's look up. We'll make Siri speak it. That's that's so, always my so. I, I I have heard Dachshund. I've heard that before. I've also heard yeah, Deshunt. But I think if we can't agree, let's just meet in the middle at Wiener Dog. <laughs> True. Let me see if it, I, I can't figure it out. But I'm pretty sure it's Dachshund because I also was pronouncing it severely incorrect, and then I was like, "That's embarrassing." So I'm pretty sure I looked it up. Maybe that's just like a ge- geographical difference. Like Minnesota, Nebraska, we just pronounce it differently. It's definitely Deshaun is Dachshund. Okay, wait. It's like it's I supposed to it. be. Pronunciation. Dachshund. Yeah, that's crazy though. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that. That's how it was spelled. I didn't. Hear. I'm not a big dog hunter or anything but so wow. i want to get a dachshund that's why i know <laughs> okay a either, either way Thank this you. dog is like a mix of three they did a dna test it's got a, they don't even know exactly what it is like it's just got a bunch of different <laughs> breeds in it but it's this little cute dog and they love playing around and that that's his friend right now wow peach. that's so adorable that's so peach peachy that's a cute name. Louis and Peach. Is he neutered yet? No. Okay. Good. Keep the keep the life in him a little longer. <laughs> keep the life in him. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, still got his manhood. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I do want to get 
a um Doxer. wiener dog wiener dog puppy wiener dog that's right that's right we'll default back to wiener dog yeah we like that that's but a it's really hard to have i feel like having two dogs is very different than having one dog or even like when you're gone ask, asking somebody to watch two dogs versus one dog is very different task um but True. i feel i've always had dogs growing up um like when my family right now gets together there's six dogs total okay so we're a big dog family um and so i like don't think i can be dogless and my little old man over here it just turned 15 so he is old but he he gets zoomies in the hallway every night he's quite an active boy but it's always it's like, it's like one of those things where when they're when a dog's a certain age you just like never know like they could become really sick in a week and like pass so i'm just like when's the right time to get another dog long enough where they can overlap a little bit but not where i have two dogs for like a really long time right probably now, like right now, right now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> this is the time do it i literally have like a bunch i have like four or five tabs of like oh, see you already, you already started looking you're wow. you're in too deep you're, it's you're, too you're late going, you so. already know it's just a matter of time yeah i know and so you're gonna I, find the right one and it's it's just gonna it's gonna happen i know so except that's the thing though with like um sorry maggie am i too loud for you maggie if you want to <laughs> oh. join feel free she, you she get another dog megan <laughs> um but no so that's the thing though with like if you're other than like going to a humane society and like adopting a dog if you're gonna get a dog from a breeder you actually have to be on their list for the litter like super early so I'm it sure. is something really? that you have to like plan yeah think of at least like with it so i want to narrow it down to like basically the year in which i want to get the dog because then um because sometimes you feel like yeah i know yeah. sometimes you can be like i want a male specifically or something and then like if you want a certain color and and gender you sometimes have to like wait multiple litters so oh, interesting. yeah it depends there's a lot that goes into it yeah but sure. i love the idea about adopting but i'm too specific i feel like about the dog types i want to adopt 100 percent. if you're adopting you're kind of going into it as like like all right like i want a dog i don't know a whole lot about you know breeds or what i specifically want i just right. you know i'm just gonna show up and we're gonna pick right. one but yeah being that i'm like in an apartment probably at least for the next handful of years and if i'm gonna get a puppy in the next handful of years it has to be like a small dog because getting a big dog while you're in an apartment unless you're like super super active i feel like is just asking for behavioral issues or like if you, they don't have a yard or something for yeah. sure i got yeah. lucky i got lucky <laughs> yeah why don't louis he has no he behavioral issues yeah he's good, good. he's it's uh, all parenting he's right a there. snuggler he doesn't like attack Aww. or bite anyone he obviously gets along with little dogs as well uh, my parents my parents have little dogs so he does well with them um very trained very trainable very trainable dogs golden retrievers like giving you handshakes yet like i oh yeah for sure i i like just in one night you could teach him a new trick just he's 
learns very quick. Super absorbent of everything. 100%. Um, he's getting to that point where he's like big. He's starting to like tug me on the leash. So yeah. we're getting to the point where like, it's like, like if I wrap my hand and he tugs me, like it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a yeah. little bit. So like, I, I need to get him to like follow me, like stay by my side while I'm walking with him. So I think I've been watching a bunch of videos. I need to get him one of those mm -hmm. leashes, one of those that leashes chokes, that like, yeah. like it has like the claws on the inside where like they like tug really far too fast. Like they'll feel it. Like, it's not going to like be like, you should like get, a, um, not going to hurt not them. One of those, but it's like, it's like a chain that like goes through the a other. Loop. Yeah. It goes through the loop. So then when they pull it, like tightens, I actually have, I actually have one of those. I have one of those right now mm -hmm. and like, he'll just choke himself. He doesn't care. He's like, <laughs> oh. he doesn't care. Dying. He's like, I'm going to go get that squirrel. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe you either need to get one of those or you need to see like a trainer. Does he like food or is he super like food driven? Um, I don't, I don't feed him like human food, but like I, I have training treats he does well mm -hmm. with and yeah, he's really receptive to those. So, um, is your fire alarm going off? Fire alarm right now. Is it a ghost? That's my fucking roommate lighting a is fire a on the fucking stove. <laughs> Look, what are you doing, dude? My roommate also sets off the fire alarm. I wonder if she can hear me. <laughs> she, but it's also, we have one of those fire alarms. It's like right above your stove. <laughs> yeah, she, we have one of those uh, that's like super sensitive. Like the times when it's gone off, it's because she like burns her toast or something. Like something very not like fire hazardy. Yeah. That will set off the alarm. But yeah. That's super inconvenient times. What'd you say? Is that super loud right now? Or is no, it it's like very faint. It's like background. Your mic, your mic cuts it out pretty well. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I'm just going to keep riding then while this thing's going off. You should carry the mic the whole time for the rest of the way. <laughs> like you're like giving like a stand-up act. Try. Check, check, one, two. You you guys are so official with your mic. I feel like I needed a mic. <laughs> it was a big investment when we started this pod. We and just, and we your headset. Literally a year ago, Danielle, Josh and I uh, were spitballing this idea. Went on Amazon, found some some uh, mics, these cheap headphones, and we're like, you know what? Put it on the Christmas list. Next year, we'll just we'll we'll start a podcast. Whatever. Yep. It uh, makes works. you look very podcast official. That's uh, <laughs> what we're going for. Does it sound all right? I I mean, it sounds probably better than my crappy work computer <laughs> mic. No, your your work computer is actually uh, pretty impressive. I I didn't know if there was like some microphone you had like on your shirt or something, but no, nope, I'm just you that loud. loud. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, Uncle D hooks us up pretty nicely. Oh yeah, you call him Uncle D. I, I all call him Daddy D. Daddy D. Wow. Daddy Deloitte. The boys call Deloitte Uncle D, and apparently Danielle calls him. Daddy, Daddy D. Daddy D. Daddy out loud. Actually, wow. so I ordered like a like you know how you'll order like business comfort Ubers when you travel with work. Um and is that, is that one, like Uber X or like Uber Black? It's like, or... No, it's kind of it's it's not as expensive as Uber Black, but it's like kind of business e ish. I would say in general, it's usually like 
Like you get in the Uber and there's like a cup of water, like a bottle of water there for you. No, it's just like nicer <laughs> cars. And I think like, I don't know, more experienced ish drivers. Like, I don't know. I would say it's usually like 10 bucks more than like a normal Uber X. Like it's nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the one that picked me up when I, I was in New Orleans last week for work and the one that picked me up was a Tesla, but it was one of the Teslas that like the doors like flapped up. Oh, and yeah. I was like, wow, I feel like a Kardashian right now. Like, I was like, I am too, I am not bougie enough for this ride. I was like, sitting there the whole time looking at it. Oh, you took the battery out? Good call, Josh. Still going. Never put, never put it back in. It's still beeping. I don't even know why. There might be an actual fire in our building, and I'm just fighting through it but my roommate's still cooking well, so i think we're okay thank you thank you for spending your last moments with us josh we're I, um, i'm glad to we're very grateful <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna go i mean you know die doing something you love you know <laughs> well a better way than on the pod <laughs> and on yeah. the pod what's the name of your guys's podcast sundays at seven it actually uh give, give the background of our yeah. name it started when we all so like our we had a big group in Nebraska, a bunch of college buddies, and we all like moved to different cities in the United States just after we graduated. It's where we got jobs. So to stay in touch, we started FaceTiming each other Sundays at seven. So that's where it's got its name. Every Sunday at seven, we would uh, just catch up in a big group group FaceTime. Mm -hmm. Nice. So uh, we how decided... did how long did that last? Probably like, months. yeah, probably two good. months, two months. And then Josh and I started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we did this podcast. We were doing like, because we stopped doing it. We stopped doing it. So we're like, yeah. right, we're going to make have, a podcast. I have a couple college friends like that, that like, there's one that I was pretty close with and he went into accounting and we like, I literally, I was like, this sounds terrible, but I was like, we set up like calendar reminders on like the 23rd of each month to like call and chat because we just get like. You get so busy as an adult and like Absolutely. your weekends 100%. fill up and it like, it sounds bad, but it's like hard. I feel like to stay in touch with what are you doing out there, Luke? It's done. The deed is done. The fires. He put out the Finally. fire. Finally. Um, he likes to cook and he likes to. Play. But no, I feel like it takes like a lot of active effort to like stay in touch with people that aren't like in your vicinity. Um for on like both sides like i feel like it takes a lot of effort on their part to like figure out times when you can chit chat and all that that like i feel like naturally it ends up kind of like dwindling but yeah because you're I have right a couple friends it does like, have it does have to out. go both ways like you gotta reach out they gotta reciprocate that like right if or it's like one way or the other doing like yeah one thing or whatever it is if but... it's one way or the other then it's just inevitable that, you know, you're just going to wither off. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to do the Makane whistle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've definitely felt that a lot, too, because uh, as I was growing up, I had buddies in a lot of different states from moving around. Yeah, you moved around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that was actually really tough staying in touch with a lot of them. And you kind of do lose touch with a few. But I just had a wedding this past summer that I got to see one of my buddies get married. So that was really cool. And yeah that's fun i have a i'm i have a handful of friends that like i've been really close with since i've been younger and i feel like my closest friends now are like the ones that like do 
persist through that like moving everywhere like one of my really close friends is one that's like in germany right now and so like mm-hmm. like we've just been adamant about like staying friends or like sometimes too i think people need certain things from friendships like some people need to hang out all the time where like i can have really close friends and not talk for like ever you know like months or whatever it is but we can still just like whenever we hang out whenever we facetime or whatever it is we could like talk for hours and you just like pick right back up um where i think like there's certain friends and relationships that you like can't do that with um but like the two close friends that i have had are like both not here but i like just went to louisville last weekend to visit one of them um and i'll probably go to germany in may or something to like visit the others so like both of us will like make time to like keep that relationship intact but absolutely yeah definitely it definitely gets hard yeah and the effort though like going to see him because that's like the real yeah it's easy to spend money yeah when you spend money pto effort like to actually see that person that's i don't know that speaks a lot too right for sure danielle i'm going to uh switch the uh topic of conversation (laughs) perfect so clearly you're doing a lot of traveling you're busy um Mm -hmm. you got a lot going on for you are you actively dating or like seeing people or is that just not even a question right now in in your life just because so i have always not put dating like it as a priority like i honestly was just always so busy that like if i met somebody that was super great then like sure yeah i would give it the time and effort but like other than that like i was always so busy that it was like if it wasn't worth my time and effort like I had very little like free time where it was like if I'm gonna date you and actually spend my free time with you like I have to really like you um so uh, I don't know I've been like except now I've had more free time where I'm like okay and I feel like you're getting to the age where you do try to like actually seriously start dating so it's been a thought but I feel like I I personally like don't like the idea of like dating apps like it sounds bad like because I feel like everybody says it but I like would rather meet somebody like organically like either through like a friend or like I don't know maybe through work I know that's a lot of people will meet people that way Josh Josh Uh, stop that that (laughs) I was winking at you because you can meet amazing people through work I'm kidding Um, (laughs) but like I feel like and I was talking to actually my brother-in-law about this that like um he was like oh well if you want to meet somebody organically do you like actively have hobbies where you could like meet people organically and I was like no (laughs) so it's like one of those things where I guess I'm probably like waiting for something crazy to happen um but yeah I don't know it's been something that like hasn't been on my radar it hasn't been a priority and now I'm like okay maybe I do want to shift that but it's one of those things where I feel like I've like been single for long enough that I'm just like in the mindset of like doing what I want so being like in a relationship where you actually have to like think about the other person and like what they want to do and what they're going to do on the weekend I'm like ooh, do I want to do that do I want to like yeah yeah for me it comes in like aggressive waves like I'm just like 
<laughs> wow like i really want a girlfriend and like i am like gonna look for it like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be on hinge, i love that like... term you just said aggressive words. <laughs> like that is no, i'm telling you like when it's when i say aggressive like i mean it like aggressive i'm just like like I'm, I need to be on these apps, like it. looking I'm for people. Tomorrow. Like, yeah. like when I'm in public, like how you doing? How you doing? Like just what? going, like like that? like looking for it, and then like when I get something close to that, I like, no. completely Dude, yeah. reevaluate myself and my stance yeah. on the, on this on this thing. I'm like, hold up, pump the brakes out, pump the brakes. Like I'm the same way. And I, I, like, I, I don't know like, if I get like, like scared or I'm just like, hold up, like, watch, watch it, watch yourself. Yeah. Um, so like, it comes in waves for me. It comes in waves. Um, but I, I like completely agree. I feel like I've always, so my perspective has always been like, I've never wanted to be, and I talked about a little bit earlier. I've never wanted to be like dependent. Like I very much wanted to like, do my own thing or like people that and like to each their own for sure but like people in college that would be like oh I I'm gonna reconsider this job because my significant other like doesn't want to move or whatever it is like I would laugh in those people's face and be like you do you at the end of the day like the only person that has you is yourself yeah. and like maybe that sounds like I'm gonna die alone but like Heartless. I have always like put it's not or I guess it kind of sounds selfish in a way but like put like myself and like what I want to do in my career and like my independence like first where now I feel like I'm like shifting my perspective a little bit because I like do want to be in a relationship and like want to meet somebody like I'm a, a super like big like hopeless romantic person <laughs> I'll like we'll watch all of those movies and be like oh that's so amazing like if only I could have that like I really like want but I've never wanted to be in a situation where like I need to have a significant other like you know what I mean where like some people like can't not be in relationships like they're always talking to somebody they're always like dating I think it's like super important to like be by yourself and I think yeah, too, in this like period of life when you are figuring out like what you want I think it is kind of important at some point to like be by yourself because I think ha like that's really important to think about like only what you want and not necessarily like what you and somebody else wants like yes that's important yeah at some point but yeah honestly yeah I we're like agree with that. I don't know I I would more than welcome a great like relationship if it came into my life but I wouldn't say I'm at the point where I'm like actively seeking it or like actively like on dating apps but like do i always want to meet somebody and like settle down yeah but like i yeah i feel like that's a good mentality to have like you're not actively seeking or pursuing it like that's when it's gonna find you like you know you're open and like right ready for it but mm -hmm. like if you're just but then i feel like there has been situations when i'm like okay this person could be like somebody that i date and then i get like scared about it like literally exactly what you said like once I feel like I have something that like could be super like real, I'm the like, building blocks. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, like you have the foundation dug and you're like, all right, but like, do we really want to like build right now? Like, yeah. Well, cause I feel like I have always been this way, but I think now more than before, I like am a date to marry type of person. 
and that sounds like so aggressive when you put it that way I guess but like I don't know I'm not just gonna like waste my time dating around like I feel like if I'm gonna like date somebody and like I said I clearly I'm very protective of my time in my priorities so it's like if I'm gonna spend effort time money whatever it is etc like into a relationship I actually like want it to be like yeah, you want to see real it, it not that you can't yeah. like learn and grow from different relationships and I for sure have but like I feel like I'm quick to like nip relationships in the butt if I like don't see it being long-term dating wise 100% I, I think that's yeah. valid and like very relatable that's my thing too like if I get in a relationship and like I know it's not long term like I'm quick to just like I won't even tease it dude and like I like it's not like you're you're doing both both people a disservice yourself and your partner a disservice by dragging it on and being like oh maybe 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 it'll work out just right you know if you don't see it or don't feel it like you're just doing both yourselves a disservice so with all that in mind you're like open to it what are some red flags and guys that you just sorry you you just cut out you're gonna have to go back like five seconds you said with all that in mind and then you cut out all right can you hear me yes no again (laughs) maybe it was me yeah i I heard him with all that it was me with all that in mind and like you being open to it, what are some like red flags you notice right away in guys or you're just like, not a chance. Um, I would say like, since I said that I like to have like my own vision, like priorities xyz wow that was very intimate <laughs> josh, that is so good holy josh shit. Is roommate, josh's roommate that is a total oh, dad move literally like, pork fed total literally dad move. Pork fed. You, you just pull the steak off the grill you're just like hey try this son. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the noise that that steak deserves right there that was so good give a little Great golf steak, clap luke. a little golf clap for luke applause God, applause for the steak um so I feel like immediately if they like I want somebody to obviously like like me and like be all about me but all if I'm just like their Greek goddess I like that for me is like a turn off like so like clinginess I'm your only like focus yeah in a way yeah that like if you like- aren't like super driven in other areas of your life or like you need me to constantly like be doing all of these things so like you're driven like I am not gonna deal with that like if you you need to be like your own person and have your own thoughts and like drive and not like get that from somebody else where like I feel like I talked about people that are like constantly in those relationships like need other people for that and like I would have a hard time getting a relationship and being like super needed that sounds weird, but like, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it's definitely yeah. Do you think that. that's like, like couples that like break up, get back together like eight different times? That's like that type of crowd. I think that's personally, I think that's like similar, but it has, it's like stemming from like the comfortable aspect. It's kind of like you've been at a job for 10 years and you don't know what to do after that. And like, you're scared to quit, but you hate it. I but like, I'm that. not like, <laughs> against people not knowing what they want but like if they're not 
like if their one thing going on for them in their life is like our relationship then I'm like okay you know because I like have a dating relationship or whatever it is but then like also every like my career and like my family and all that where like if somebody is gonna spend like so much time and focus on and that sounds like I want somebody to not date me like you know what I mean like I want them to like me and be into me and do all the romancy things but like I also want them to have other like passions and other drives in their life and not just like just our relationship you want them to be right. independent have an attractive lifestyle right things like that there's a happy right. medium I get yeah. it I get it yeah I you want them to be like think- oh I'm going out Saturday with the boys so don't wait up that's what you want honestly yes in a way in a way like I but like I feel like that's so true one like people feel like one they can't like go out with their friends without their significant other I think that's messed up you should be able to like have your own life and identity outside of your real world absolutely for sure and that like but so that's what like I as a girlfriend like wouldn't be upset about that unless like we had made plans or something but like I would be like yeah go for it go have a a bros night do what you want to do you know like I'm completely fine with that I think like yeah the people that wouldn't be I'm like why don't you want them to like is it important to you is it important for you uh to be good friends like with your boyfriend's friends or like yeah, him, him good yes. friends with your friends i feel like it depends like i would say say he has a group of like five or six guy friends i would say i like want to be liked by all of them but i would say i want to be like closer no or like be closer to probably one of his like closer-ish friends that like we could hang out as a group of three and it wouldn't be like weird or they wouldn't be like, hey, why is your girlfriend here? Mm-hmm. And I also feel like if you're, I think your friends, as long as they're obviously like good long-term friends, are a good judgment of like you. So I feel like if your friends don't like your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever it is, like, I feel like that's a decent sign for you to be like, are they really somebody I should like be with? You know what I mean? So I feel like naturally I should be able to like, hang out with his friends and not have it be like uh have it be weird like he brought his annoying girlfriend again or like yeah yeah. you know what i mean and not that like you have to be likable by everybody but like yeah i would hope that my future like boyfriends friends would not like hear me and be like oh so-and-so's girlfriend yikes you know what i mean yeah no i i i totally agree with you i think that it's important at least for me to like have my friends at least get along with my girlfriend they don't have to love her but like because like that's not what matters it's just what her and i have that matters but like what it it is like it would be awesome if they like really got along and like they could kind of like banter like me and my friends do and then but i also feel like qualities that i pick and have my friends are probably similar qualities that I would pick in like a partner absolutely so that's why I feel like naturally they should like like who I like you know what I mean yeah Mm -hmm. like you're just naturally drawn towards that crowd yeah where I feel like the people when you're like whoa or like when your friends are like he's with a girl that I would never picture him with or like whatever it is because they're just like so different than what he's I don't know his friends are 
Like, I feel like usually you gravitate towards people that with qualities that you like. And usually that would include like your significant other. Yeah. But I feel like if I saw my friend like change his personality when he started dating someone, I would red flag tell him that. I would say, hey, who are you right now? So, yeah, yeah, right. Like, like definitely a red flag for sure. Your significant other should not change who you are, or Absolutely. you should not change yourself for them. That that's divorce waiting that's, to happen. Yeah, <laughs> snaps right there. And that actually, like, so I have really only had one true like boyfriend. Oh my gosh, why am I like a ghost right now? Ghost again. So literally, why is it so bright? Anyways, okay. Um. I have only had like one, I would say like serious boyfriend and it was for like, it sounds bad, like eight months in high school, but like, I really would have said, I, sorry, I'm holding my dog's toy. <laughs> um, I would have, I would honestly have said that I did love him. He was great. Um, but eventually he was super like not trusting and that kind of ties into another one of my run red flags and like i Jealous didn't time. ever give him any reason to not trust me but it would be like oh i saw you talking to a guy in gym oh, and it was like gross. and clearly as as i've said i'm a very like outgoing person Ow. and so i turned <sighs> in i ended up breaking up with him because i exactly like you said like turned into somebody that i wasn't like i would go to social gatherings and like not talk to people because i was like he's gonna be upset about it and then eventually I was like, you've turned into somebody that's like super quiet and like, that's not you. And mm-hmm. so I like g- broke up with him because I was like, I mean, there was a lot of other factors too, but that was like the main thing that I was like, I feel like I can't be myself. And like, that's a super big red flag. And like what I was saying too, like one of my really big red flags going off of that is like trust, like for me. I feel like I'm a very trusting person until there would be a reason for me to like not trust you. Like right I will so. give, yeah, like yeah. I will give somebody my trust unless uh, up until like there's a reason for me not for me not to. So like I would have a really hard time with people then on the same like flip side that like aren't trusting or are super like protective or like if they like wouldn't be okay with me like going out with some girlfriends because they're like, oh, you're gonna like go to the bar. You're gonna it's run like, into well, a guy. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, Ooh. I feel like they should be like, oh yeah, have fun right. and live your life. And like not saying that there isn't always gonna be like, oh, I hope he doesn't talk to some really pretty girls or whatever it is. Like you're always gonna like have those thoughts in a way, but like if it's to the point where you're like that, insecure about about it yeah that's just like huge red flag like all around yeah where it's like i feel like you and for me too i'm like in the mindset where like if i'm gonna date you i'll be like i'm dating you and it's black and white where it's like if i didn't want to be with you i would break up with you and like it where there is no like for me, there shouldn't be any like worry about it because it's like, if I wouldn't like you, you would know I wouldn't like you where like, I would be out like mess. You know what I mean? I would like yeah. break it off Right. where it's like, I don't know. I don't, for me, like that is just very like, and that's, that's just the way I think about it. And like I said, there's people and I get like where insecurities and other things come from about like past relationships and stuff like that. And that's totally like valid, but that's just like one thing that I've always been like, I don't know, cheating for me, like doesn't make doesn't make any sense 
Right. You know? I agree. Like either you like them or you don't. Hundred <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? percent. And I, but I also feel like that ties into the trust piece about like you should trust me because if I'm with you, I'm with you. Like if I'm dating you, I like you and I'm committed to you. Mm-hmm. Where there should be no like, oh, I'm worried about you're gonna go talk to this guy or something's going to happen where it's like no you should if i'm with you and i'm dating you you should trust that like you have my word and my commitment that yeah. i'm not gonna like make a on the whim random like thing Stupid that's decision, another thing yeah. that's another thing that i feel like if you are in a position where you're dating somebody and you go out and you are just like, whoa, I'm like super attracted to this guy or whatever. Like, I feel like that is speaking to something that you're like lacking in that relationship. You know what I mean, if you even have yeah. like a thought about like cheating, I something's feel like, wrong. Yeah. There's something in your relationship that you're like not getting or like there's something. Yeah. Not happening where it's like, something's not clicking. Yeah. Where I feel like when, people like go out and cheat it's like well clearly there's something that why like a reason why they're doing that you don't just like get drunk and like lose your brain and like cheese you know absolutely yeah right i don't know it stems from something bigger like i don't think you i mean everything you do in your life is like a purpose right you don't just like mind numbingly like do things right so i feel like it always like ties back to something where it's like foundationally there's something going on in your relationship or something that you're like, yeah, not getting that like lead people to cheat. It's like they say with alcohol. It's like, it doesn't like, it increases your emotions. It doesn't like decrease other things. So yeah. Like, like I had a deep down, like if you're saying that deep down, like deep down, you're having that thought, like just cause you're drinking right. doesn't mean it, it doesn't just like come out. Like the alcohol doesn't just like come out of anywhere and like say random things that you would never say. It's like, yeah, it's things you're probably already thinking. And so I don't know. I, for, cheating for me doesn't make sense because it's like, it seems like that would, there would be so many things that would lead up to that before mm-hmm. that you would be like, wait a minute, I feel like I'm not super attracted to you anymore. We should talk about that or we should break up. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and maybe that's not it, but. And I, I think that's what most cheating stems from too in a relationship is that person's just scared to confront the situation at hand. And so they're like, okay. I'm right. Go get drunk and cheat. And yeah. And, and that now you look like worse. a freaking bozo. And then you're yeah. A piece of shit. Well, yeah. And I feel like that actually probably ties into another one of my like red flags. Like I clearly coming on here and tell you everything about my life. I'm super like <laughs> honest and transparent that I feel like people that like can't be that way or can't be like communicative about like what's going on or like what they're feeling. I like have a really hard time with. And maybe that's because I'm like the opposite. I'm very much like, I will tell you exactly what's on my mind. No filter. Yeah. Um, where when there's people that like don't, I don't know. I have a hard time like being people that are able to like express their emotions and talk through things and be like an adult about things. I don't know. I'm very like to the point, honest, like let's sit down and hash this out. Like let's not beat around the bush. Um, so I feel like people that are like not willing to like have confrontation or have hard conversations, like that's a red flag for me, like lack of communication or like bad communication, I guess. So another, like all of our girlfriends that are, our friends that are girls, they 
repetitively bring up this this thing called the ick. The ick. Right. <laughs> Let's go. And Why did I know that was going to be one of when Josh was like, "There's, we'll have some questions." I was like, I knew it was going to be a lot of a, <laughs> a lot of us like, like I think I understand it, but <laughs> I, I feel like girls understand it a lot better. So, can you like detail me on what an ick is and like like a, a few examples? Okay, so I would say there's different like levels of ick i think there's like superficial icks it's just like a turnoff like i think an ick is the same thing as a, a, a as a turnoff in a way that like i don't know you see them doing something like super unattractive or that like 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 moving their hair to the side or like i feel like, like i feel like a red flag is like a deep internal like thing that turns you off where like an ick is like an instantaneous like but it's like yeah. something but it's i i feel like it's like something that you can't help it's just like subconsciously embodied so I, in someone that like 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 i could do something like this okay. danielle like move my hair yeah. to the side and like some Ooh, random that's... girl some random girl would be like ick like, yeah. <laughs> like so, oh the way the uh, way he moves his eyes like i ick. agree and that's that's like why i said i feel like there's two levels of it and maybe like the deeper icks are red flags josh kind of same thing but like so i would say like one ick for me is like when a guy talks like a frat boy and you definitely know exactly what i'm talking about like stories of like himself and his buddies and be like the town ain't ready for us and i'm like yeah oh, minneapolis what? isn't ready for you like your four white boys like yeah okay like you know what yeah. i mean or just like that like, coming gives, for a heads me, out here. I love it. gives me like that just like ugh, that gives me an ick or that's another big turnoff or ick or red flag whatever you want to call it is like immaturity i like can't handle immaturity like a man that's got his shit right true <laughs> and i'm not saying you can't be like funny or goofy because i think some people when i say like i don't like immaturity think like oh you don't like fun or you don't like goofy like yes but like immaturity is different yeah. and i think like 100%. like that for me is like that type of talk or whatever or like whatever you want to call that like frat boy lingo it's like it's, it's, like, it's like modern day like baby like, talk for our yeah age. like are we are we in middle school still like what's <laughs> up boys gonna hit the town like it just no like that is <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like i'm like yeah. okay that is just that's an ick for me but i do like totally like another one that people will say which i think is funny to picture is like chasing a ping pong ball <laughs> oh god that <laughs> one's so bad that one's so bad so, yes, any guy could be a victim of this i agree or like somebody's there was one another that i was like that's so true and it was like when a guy like crosses his legs or something like again so there are things that are like yes not control that it's like superficial things that like hopefully you shouldn't like not like a person because of that one thing but like then there are i guess like deeper icks but like i don't know one thing that i feel like would be an ick for me is like bad teeth oh yeah, yeah i think that's very common among that's, men and women i don't even like, know if that's an ick that's just like a attraction like a, a physical thing? attraction yeah, thing where it's know. like if you're like like, you can call that Nick, because like, you like, well, okay. you, you could be a great person, phenomenal personality, like, great partner, but like, that's just then like you on your mind a little like, bit. Tears to my yeah. Eyes. yeah. So 
I, I feel like another one that kind of goes along with the frat boy type of idea is like, if a guy won't like smile in photos, like that, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? When they're like, yeah. you know, they'll post on Instagram, they'll be like, great weekend with the buddies. And it's just a bunch of guys like, no, great weekend with the buddies. Yeah, like, did you have oh, wait, fun? Wait, wait, do that, po- do that like post again, Daniel? Fun. Do that post again. Are you, yeah, yeah, the, no. the hands in front of the nuts. No, you gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta bite your lip. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like it's like did you have fun because you looked like you didn't have fun yeah not like if i would go to like a guy's profile and there's it's just pictures of him like straight face i'm like do you enjoy life like why are you afraid to like show emotion that you're happy is that too, is that not manly to show that you're happy like so when you when you for how important is a guy's Instagram? Cause Josh and I talk about this on the podcast a lot. We are not involved in like posting ourselves on social media, Instagram, like all that. So like, like how important is it for a girl? Like, let's just say you, let's you run into a, a guy at a bar or whatever, like you really good exchange. You swap numbers and like the first thing you do when you're going home is probably like trying to look up who the who this guy is and he has he has the last post he has is from 2019 like is that is that like really like oh fuck like no not a chance or is it like is it more like exhilarating you're like oh i'm curious like maybe this guy like i clearly love to know the details about people and so like, I more am like bummed when they don't have a good Instagram because then I can't like stalk them and find out everything about their life. Um, but that is like in no way, I feel like a, a downside. Like I actually think being disconnected from social media is really healthy and I like applaud the people that can do it. Um, I like want, wish could be one of those people, but like that, it's more for me a bummer when they don't have an Instagram because then I can't show my friends like this is what he looks like and he's so great. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like you the fact that they aren't on Instagram or aren't on social media, actually I feel like Loki is a good sign in a way. Um because I think sweet. there's yeah, there's there's bigger things in life than social media. Um so I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm not gonna date them or like I wouldn't be like, hey, you should like post on Instagram for me or like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. care about that. Yeah, I swear um, back in high school, that was like what you so, did. Like if you weren't in the in the Instagram post, it was like, well, yeah. what's, what's going but on? But like here? I will say, say on the other side, say Josh, you're a guy that posts on his Instagram once a month, once every two months, and we're dating for like a year or two years and we're like taking photos you know like the normal dating things and you don't post me then i do feel like that's kind of a different conversation about yeah i agree but again i would never be superficial enough to be like babe you're not posting me on instagram and that's why we're gonna like have this fight but like i do feel like there is an extent of like if I would be with you for an, a certain amount of time and you're somebody that like posts a lot, if you feel like you can't like post with me or about me or whatever it is, like, I feel like there's something there about, for sure. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. are you like embarrassed to be with me? Do you like not want so- a certain person to know? Like, you know what I mean? Those are just like important conversations where I feel like naturally if you're dating somebody that like posts a lot 
and you were dating them and they like didn't post about you yeah, or post it's and I'm funny. not saying like you need to be their Instagram, but like if you say they went to events, say they went to a Vikings game and you like took a selfie, you took some photos and they post about it and they don't post any photos of you. That's kind of like rude, you know? Yeah. yeah flip so... this on you though, uh, real quick. What if it was oh. the opposite? What if they hadn't posted since like 2020 and you guys started dating for like a month? And then, wham! You're on their Instagram. Oh. You're <laughs> stage four cleaner, and you're getting I said out of needy. there. I would be. That, like, is, that is a red flag. <laughs> That's a red flag and a half. That's so a true. little bit. Yeah, yeah. I do think that is a little bit like that's actually one thing I've, um, like steered away from relationships that went like too much too fast. Like mm-hmm. there was one guy that I was talking to for a little bit. And then this was like our second or third time hanging out. And he like kind of accidentally, but purposely, but like didn't tell me I like went to a family barbecue and like met his parents and aunt and uncle. And like it was fine and they were fine. I just like did not know on like second in-person encounter I was gonna like meet the family. Wow. And then like <laughs> wait, wait, second. That's that's actually that is insanity. That is crazy. Yeah, I think it was like our He's like, dude, I have such a good family. I'm gonna show her. So yeah, and like if you're that close with your family, awesome. But like for me, meeting my family is a little bit bigger of like a deal than just like I don't know. Yeah. I'm not just gonna bring a random person to like meet my family. And so like that happened and then the next day he was like we should date or like i want you to be like my girl like put a label on it and i was like hold up pump the brakes partner yeah calm down that's a little that's a little much a little much too fast um and i've had like another kind of dating relationship that happened the same thing it was just like too much too fast and i just like you spooked me like you can't like you can't do that you spooked me too much. 100%. I feel like my family's a th- a sacred thing. Like I'm not. Well, one, they're they live right. far away in the first place. So like, it would take a while for that. But even if they were close, that's like my family. You know, that's right. Yeah. Right. Gotta, like we right. have to be way closer than that. I have to be certain kind of thing. Or well, and like my family, I also think it depends. Like I think some families are like super casual about that type of stuff. But like my family, if you're gonna bring somebody to a family function, it's like oh, so you guys are getting married. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. like, that's the way my family views it. And maybe that also plays, obviously it very much does like plays into like why I wouldn't just bring anybody to my family because, but like, yeah, same thing. It's a little like more serious than that. So you're not bringing um, anyone to your family unless yeah. you guys are like for sure dating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, or that like we're solid, and I see, I see it being like, like you're like, thing. all right, like we're but, obviously like, gonna start dating. Like we we've been seeing each other for, you know, a month two. Like it's getting it's getting to that point where right. we're gonna start dating. Like yeah, let's swing them by. Like right. I could use my family's thoughts. Like because like once once he leaves, you're just like, what'd you guys think? Like <laughs> that's so true though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You love your family. Should, should I date him? Should I, I date? I do him? feel like. I feel like your family, similar to like what we talked about earlier with your friends, are like a super good judgment of like you and who you would like and like how you fit with people. So I feel like if your family, similar to your friends, like if they don't like them, that's like, okay, maybe I need to think about like why I do really like this person or like, you know, like 
I don't know, your family and your friends know you well. So when they don't approve of like somebody you're with, I feel like that speaks to some sort of something, something so that, there. That's something that I've really like, like, yes, like I love my family's approval. And like, I take that like into consideration to an extent, but like mm -hmm. when I right. see my significant other's side of the family, I take that into consent. I don't know, like, like, <laughs> like if I meet her family and I'm just like, oh shit, like, that's true. I'm not like these, like, I want to go to my in-laws well, and just like, feel like I'm literally like their, yeah, feel comfortable. like their, their family. Right. So like, I'm just like, God, like this guy's weird. Like, I don't know, like, just not like to an extent, like, uh, obviously I'm going to love the individual a million times more than like the family to let them factor in. But I do, in the yeah. back of my mind, think about like the family as a whole, like because obviously, like I want to be a part of that yeah. family as well, and like be involved in all their events and get-togethers, and right. I, 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 right. I want it to be enjoyable, and I want to be like a part of that. So in order to yeah. be that, like I, I feel like I need to fit in. So like right. I definitely evaluate I that think a lot. Like I think it like also depends on your own relationship with your family, like what your perspective is on that. Because I think there's some people that like, say they had a really like poor upbringing and they're just like not close with their parents. Then I feel yeah. like it's not as big of a, so like, or say that's you, like you didn't have a great upbringing and you're not super close to your parents. Like, I feel like it's not then that big of like a thing for them to have that like connection. So I think it like varies from person to person, but like, my like I said, my family like spontaneously gets together on a Sunday. And so like we're all super close and I'm um fortunate to have like that type of family dynamic. But I think that is like the whole thing about like what your family dynamic is and like what you want for a family dynamic. And I think also this ties into we're just so many connections here about how like you gravitate towards people that are like you and have certain aspects. So I feel like I naturally will gravitate towards another person that is also like close to their family right or like hearing if I go on a date and they're like oh yeah like my family's great we get together all the time I'm like sweet like that's a plus for me in a way or but like and not saying that if they were like you know I'm actually really not close with my dad you whatever it is like I'm not going to be like oh okay boop like no but like I don't know I think you you tend to gravitate towards people like you and who are like you and also I think that comes from being brought up maybe similarly so usually that family dynamic dynamic then will also be the same but not always but I get the whole idea of like I want to be able to go over there and go to in-laws and Christmas and not be like all right gotta like oh god this sucks <laughs> drunk to make it through this like you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like, you're like killing you said, my butt yeah like <laughs> yikes <laughs> um, but yeah I and like you said you're always gonna have like people that you don't clash with and like you said it's not necessarily like important to be like buddy buddy with their mom or whatever but like yeah you'd want to be able to go over and like have a good time and not be like this is the worst <laughs> yeah 100 percent. I agree honestly Danielle that was a lot of great points made in probably the last hour um, mm. It was a lot of good stuff. I'm going to have one more question for you because we have been going almost two hours. Can't believe I took two hours of your free time on a Wednesday. Yeah, sorry Apologies about that. that. I talk a lot. That's what you get for bringing me on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll keep it lighthearted here to end off the pod. Um, what 
if you had to pick what who is your celebrity crush it could be a current one or it could be like in their prime who is your celebrity celebrity (laughs) crush um i am a big tom holland girl i love okay little spider um i do i love him so much um i'm a sucker for anybody with an accent to start with okay so he's got the british accent so that's great I also just like, I don't know, like his personality. And maybe again, like, I feel like there's certain people that play roles in like movies or whatever that are like different from their actual like personality in real life. But like, I feel like he is very much like who he plays on the screen, like in person. And so like, that makes me like him. Um, He also like does all his own stunts, which I feel like is really cool. Like, you have to be, like, athletic to be able to do that type of stuff. And he was, like, a ballerina. Or, like, he does, like, ballet. And, I yeah, I know so many things about Tom Holland because, clearly, I'm obsessed. But, <laughs> Where's and, the like, poster? I, love, I don't see the poster. I love, I know he's not in here. Um, I love Zendaya. And, like, so he's got good taste in girls. So I just, I like him. He's great. I think he's funny. He's my, he's for sure my celebrity crush. What about you? Great answer. That's really Thank good you. stuff. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, oh, I, I'm uh, thinking. I like. I don't have one just on hand. Uh, honestly, I have I one. Don't on know. Hand. A question, this but you just, don't have an answer. Uh, this one goes back to like childhood. Just Jennifer Aniston. I don't know why. I just I actually knew that Josh. I knew. I think I've asked you that. Or maybe like... have I said that before? Yeah, she just that one roots back to like a long. Honestly, time she's still. She could still be your celebrity crush. Like oh, woman age. Oh, she is stunning. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also like, you know, I love her personality too. It's not just in the looks. I love that. Right. That that mob vibe she gets off. It's really good stuff. Uh, I don't know, guys. I would say mine is Dua Lipa. <laughs> good or... answer. I love Dua Lipa. She's a queen. She's okay. uh she's probably my number one. Um uh, somebody that neither of you said that I would say from my female crush is Margot Robbie. Oh, okay, that's that was just too easy though. But... <laughs> no, but it's not like it's not like I saw her in Wolf of Wall Street and was like, "Ooh, she's my favorite." But like in all the roles she plays, I think she's great. Like Birds of Prey is in that one, of, or she's in yeah. like Harley Quinn, or she's yeah, Harley she's, Quinn. Yeah, she's Harley Quinn. No, she's she's, a, she's great, she's and she has the accent too. She's Australian. I told you, I've got a type. She's actually. A, Australian accent's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think I just cut out there while I went on a Margot Robbie chant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Margot Robbie's incredible. This one's actually a sleeper for me. I don't know if this is just like my type, but Zoe Dutch. I don't know if you guys know her. Is that the girl from New Girl? Like the main actress? No, no that's Zoe oh. Dutch. No. Um, yeah, she's just like my, one of my sleeper actress crushes, I guess. She was like just in some of these movies. I was like, oh, okay, I like that. It might have been more of the movie playing into it than anything, but what's her last no. name, Josh? You guys are both looking it up. D U E. I don't know how you spell Dutch. Oh, I know who she is, but I don't know if I can tell you what she's in. She's in this Netflix movie, Set It Up, which I love. It's oh yeah, up. okay. It's got what's his name from Top Gun in it. Yeah, why? I just she's saw in that. Why Him. Yeah, um, she's in. Yeah, what else she in? She's in this really good movie, Everybody Wants Some. The Amazing Spider-Man. Hmm. Oh, she's in Zombieland, too. Yeah. Oh. 
Interesting. Yeah, that's one of my sleepers. My, like, close second that I've always, like, really liked him is Dylan O'Brien. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Yep. He's always been one of my favorites. Also, though, I feel like he is also kind of, like, a goofy person. So maybe that's just, like, my type. Goofy but mature. (laughs) Goofy, mature. There you go. Hard to find. Hard to find. It's tough out there. Well, Danielle, um, thank you for joining Sundays at 7. You've been a great guest. Thanks, um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, I Danielle. I'll spill my life story. Appreciate your time. It's been great getting to know you. Um, Likewise, boys. I, I hope to come visit Josh in the near future, so hopefully I get to meet you as well. Sweet. Yeah. We'll be – I well, I'll do whatever I want in the moment. So if you text me and I want to hang out, I'll do <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'll let her know you're in town now. I'm sure she does. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, I was honored. I was surprised, Josh, when you texted me and were like, you should come on – or want to be on our podcast. I was like, little old me on your podcast? <laughs> oh, yes. Glad who to have who you, else Daniel. from work, Josh, have you brought on? You're number one. Am I really? Yep. Yeah. I think you're like wow. you're like one of the few strangers we've brought on that wow. like that I don't know that we both don't know. So Yeah. I think we've had three or four and you're we've had your cousin. Like your cousin. Yeah, yeah. Josh's cousin. Which actually, I don't like I, I don't I don't I don't, so I don't know Josh's cousin, so tune to episode three if you wanna Yeah. Lieutenant that. Colonel. Lieutenant Brandon Colonel. Lewis, yeah. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant yeah. Dan. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's where my brain went. I like have. Come on, Forrest. Yeah. Um, but no, very honored. I had a lot of fun. Clearly, like I can talk for days on end. Like Josh said, I could talk to a wall. So happy to <laughs> share my open, honest, transparent thoughts. I also told Josh I like hadn't eaten anything today since breakfast and had had that Celsius. And I was like, I feel like I'm just going to be next level, like thoughts going on here. Yeah. And you did not <laughs> disappoint. That is for sure. But appreciate it guys. I love your podcast. I'm a fan. Absolutely. It's been a Thanks pleasure. Again. Thanks for being here. Of course guys. Have a good one. Take it easy.